take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. clock here in the music city say so you know what time it is time for the afternoon stretch here on nashville sports radio bruno reagan devlin mckenzie zach williams here inside the strike and spare family fun center studio hope everybody is having a terrific wednesday day i'm here to give the bruno reagan afternoon stretch nashville sports radio media state of the union oh listen up everybody the Titans are going down. It, uh, there's no hope. All right, the Preds aren't looking too hot either. So what are we? What are we going to collectively come together and get behind Memphis? They're on a crazy losing streak. They're not even. They won the, last night. They're not even. They're on still on. They were. They're on the downtrend. The USFL Showboats are going to be Tennessee's premier professional sports team. Mark it down right now. That's all I got. The State of the Union is. Cringe. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to jump, no, in. you didn't do it right. While I'm speaking, you should just go. Uh, no white noise. It was because of uh, you. It was because of you. Uh, <laughs> That's just what we yell. Just screaming iridescently about things that I don't know what they're talking about. Frankly, just for, wait until the people that are like my age start getting into Congress because we've all been on Xbox Live. You know. There are things <laughs> that, for the most part, might disqualify people from certain. It's gonna be. Ha- it's gonna happen oh. here in the next ten years. Yes, it's just. It's just like uh, uh, it's a ice, time ice bomb. Trey. Uh, what's his actual name? I'm forgetting it now. Trey Young. Trey Young. Thank you, Devlin McKenzie. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, I could not remember. I remember his nickname. I could not remember his <laughs> name for anything. But uh, it's like when he got into the NBA and everybody saw found like his his thirst traps. Of yep. like on TikTok and stuff like that back when it was like musically or whatever, and they were like seeing him do that. But now every time he he hits like a game winner, you just see like mm. <laughs> see him doing that video. It's forever, He's like with his hat and it and will follow you forever. <laughs> everything you post on the internet follows you forever. Oh, it really does, it really does. Mm. Different life. I saw I saw a YouTube video from the '80s that was people arguing for drinking and driving. They were like. It was this older man. He was like, can you imagine working 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and not being able to have a beer on your way home? And then there was a lady with a girl in the car, and she was like, they're making you wear seatbelts now. And yeah, the seatbelts thing. That, that was like a really big issue when that happened. Yeah. I forget the celebrity that it was because I wasn't People around People loved then, but, yeah. the threat of dying on the roads. They just well, now, we have, well, now we have such a like car centric transportation system like this. yeah we'll see back then it was it was like one lane yeah and like four people were driving at a time yeah. so you could do it but now you have thousands of cars you know on every road and, like look to your right go to the store look to your right look to your left and tell me you're confident with those people with your life that's what you're doing when you're driving so yeah you gotta you gotta be and your four dream no <laughs> against is that what it is <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know where to take that one. Uh, yeah, th- that watch that State of the Union. Just I feel like I felt like Devlin whenever I I or or even you like when I start talking about like how to buy a house and stuff like that. I'm like I don't know what any of these people are talking about right now. I I should care probably, but I have no clue. Yeah, I don't, frankly, I don't 
talk about Tim Kelly more. You know, that's what I would have been yelling in the crowd. I liked I liked Is it. he to blame for the offense last year or does he just get a, a free ride because he's he was in the staff, but it it doesn't matter. It was Todd Downing's fault. When are we gonna have parliaments and congresses and chambers for sports talk shows? Like, what if we had that? Yeah, they do. It's, it's called Radio Row. <laughs> it's at the Super Bowl right now. And it's, I mean, Loserville, personally. I didn't want to say it. It's Loserville. It I couldn't imagine. like Three shows there that people actually know, and then every other show nobody knows. But why are they there? Cause yeah, it's that's ridiculous. It's, why does why why is it every time a celebrity walks down the street and people just want to come up to take a selfie? Why do they want to do that? And to post the, about doing that. If thing. the company I worked for, like if the company I worked for was like you know obviously you have to do it. It's an obligation. It's in your contract. Maybe you get an incentive to do it. I could understand, but yeah, Radio Row is Radio Row is mega cringe. No, it's very it's very bad. It's very bad. And every year you you get a video. Of like, you know, maybe two competing stations are there and usually like in the Northeast market. Uh, and this radio host doesn't like that radio host. And then you get this almost fight. They're going to throw a punch, but then they don't. And it's it's really just a bunch of soft boys running around uh, getting mad about other people's takes, saying they stole stuff, ideas, all that kind of stuff. It, I don't know. The Radio Row idea for me is is boring. I've been to a couple of them. They're not... People look at it like it's the same thing with SEC Media Days. You have SEC Media Days and people are like, Radio Row for SEC Media Days. And I don't know. Does that really, like, does because a show being there make it seem like that it's better? I don't think so. I think there's a real argument that shows are worse when there's Media Days happening or worse when they're on location at certain places because you lose the connectivity of the audience. You lose the connectivity of, like, being in your element and all these different things. So yeah, personally, they're stupid to me. Well, what is someone in the, what is anyone in the Nashville market talking about at Radio Row that has to do like what what is being there going to add to your show to the Super Bowl? I got to ask uh, Nick Sirianni a question. Who would you let your daughter not date? And she's yeah. five. <laughs> she's five years old. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. That's that's a hundred percent. I mean, the the stupidity. It's just going to go half the time, is what it is. And some people can look at it and be like, "Ah, you're just mad because you're not there," or something like that. That's I promise you, that is not the case. I can't think of a worse if I way was to spend in my week. Arizona, I'd rather be at the Waste Management Open. That's that's where I want to be. That sound that seems fun, which is that also seems crazy in itself. I but. think out west has a beautiful aesthetic. The mountains. I think I think it has a great slow guitar playing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't just, know. Just hazel blues. It's and- cool for two hours. That's where I, uh, I'll like I'll be sitting in the hotel lobby for two hours. I'm like it's really nice, and then I'm like I want to go home. That's the kind of person I am personally. I I I could always look at a photo of a place and be like, wow, that's really beautiful, and then be like, that's enough for me. I don't have to travel to see the Easter Island heads to be like, wow, I really <laughs> enjoy the Easter Island heads. I saw the photo. That's cool. I can read the story online. I don't need to fly halfway across the world to see the Easter Island heads. I, I'm cool with just seeing a photo and saying, I like that place, but I don't have to go there to be like, wow, you just don't really, you know, I, I love that person. You just don't understand until you're standing in front of the Mona Lisa. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be me. I can see the Mona Lisa right now. 
for free in better in better view than you can if you're in person. Those people just want to have something over you. When they say things like that, they just want to have something over you. Like, I have this experience over you. You also have $20,000 in debt. I know. <laughs> like, we're, we've been friends for a long time. I know you're not balling like that. That's the social media age. Everyone wants to act like they got it and they don't. Always. Always. Devlin is, he's the guy. What, I got That's a, what Devlin does, too. And, and he goes and rents, like, supercars. Frankly not. I've seen them. I've seen his gambling record. He's not that guy. <laughs> he's not that guy. Oh, no. He's a detriment to him and himself and, and his persons. That's what Devlin is. I got to pass an idea. We got we to gotta crowdsource this one here because this is where we are. I thought about this. I am only hurting myself by doing this and helping both of y'all. Tomorrow's Thursday. It's Bruno's last day for the week because he will not be here Friday. So we're going to get a lot of Super Bowl picks and different things out like that. I want to look at props. Do we include those in our NFL pick'ems? The props? Yes. Going no. through just a list of props. I don't know. It's the only way. Nobody's going to catch me. I, I, I win this year in the pick'ems. Then we can just do it for fun. Then we can just do we it separately. You okay, don't have, you don't have to write it down. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But that, what are your thoughts on that, Devlin? Because you're the one that has the best chance of catching me, but you you won't with just one game. But I thought we were tied. Mm -mm. I'm leading. Ah, oh. I know. I got both. I got both right last week. Oh, I went Philly and I went Chiefs. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I'll do props. That sounds fun. <laughs> Some Gatorade colors in there. That's a stupid one. National anthem over. That one is a good one. Mm -hmm. That's one. If you're talking Super Bowl, that's the one that, like, out of all the weird ones, not the is it heads or tails or something like that, or that one weird time where they had heads, tails, or it lands on its side, which was like plus four four billion. Uh, it's it's. I love the Super Bowl prop of will the the national anthem go over or under two minutes five seconds. That's my. That's what gets me excited about the Super Bowl. I, I could care less about the script that got leaked and everything. It says 37-34, Eagles win. I could care less about that. I love the idea, though, of picking the over-under on the National Anthem. Mm -hmm. I think the National Anthem's a good one. I don't like Gatorade color. I think that one's silly because you have to wait too long for it. And so the, long. The end result is more of, is more of and a – And the camera might not even catch it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think that's a good one. We could just go with our normal uh, with our normal our normal beats, you know, first touchdown things like that. Mm. Well, I mean that's a lock already. Who who do you think's first? Touchdown? Oh come on, it's not Travis Kelsey. It's a hundred percent Travis Kelsey. No no no. It's a hundred percent Travis. Kelsey. No no no. If no, the Chiefs no. get the ball first, Travis Kelsey is scoring that damn ball first. No. That is happening. That is a hundred percent. I mean the buildup of the Kelsey brothers. It's, it's funny because I, I didn't realize it was the first time. I, we talked about this earlier this week. I didn't realize it was the first time the brothers are playing against each other in the Super Bowl. I had no idea that was a thing. But apparently that was like a big topic that I just missed. I have now since seen and caught up to all of that topic as I, I'm, I'm over, like watching Travis Kelsey's mom bring out cookies and everything for the opening night of the Super Bowl. It's, it's too much now. It's all built up. He's going to be the first touchdown. Has to be no script is written, approved. I I have a, I have a two piecer. I think it's either going to be Miles Sanders or Devontae Smith. AJ Brown will get his due in this game, but I don't think he's going to be like the first. He's going to be the clutch guy. 
That's what that's where my mindsets are kind of at right now. Mm. But I do think it'll be Eagles. I do you think Eagles strike, Chiefs respond, Eagles win the game? Last night, if you were hiding under a rock, you didn't see the biggest news ever. A kid, just a kid from Akron, just just a kid from Akron, setting the all-time scoring record in the NBA history over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James. Now, thirty-eight thousand three hundred ninety points is what he has. Did it in a loss. We don't have to talk about that. You know, they still lost the game very much on par right now with everything happening with the Lakers. Uh, does this make him the greatest ever now? Uh, LeBron is my goat because I think, I think the boring and the, the right way, quote unquote, he's done things his entire career is the hardest path. I think it's easy to take the year off or to go to the do the baseball or to go and be the party. I think that's not that's, not Jordan's choice, by the way. It wasn't. I mean, that's the that's, that's what that's the, a rumor. That's what the walls are talking about, saying that you know because gambling his gambling problem. NBA was like, you're when Michael for a Jordan bit. came to the NBA, there was no the weight of the world wasn't on his shoulders. LeBron came into the National Basketball Association as a child. He was frankly a child. And one of the was, last ones, really. There was no yeah, there was no coach person. There was no one to show him this is the way you do things cuz the way those vets did things on his team were different than him because they weren't in his situation. Mm. He was primed to be the goat from all his entire career and lived up to nearly every expectation possible. Frankly, I've never heard of anyone else doing that. And he did it while relatively staying controversy-free. And all the controversies you can name on LeBron James are on the, on the Rick Bruno scale of controversy, a 2 or a 3 out of 10. Right. They're, it's nothing. So the fact he was able to navigate all that by himself, still be a relatively successful family man, I have the most respect for LeBron. Everyone calls him cringe. Everyone calls him. He's one of the most unironically funny guys. Like all those old pictures of him with the flip phone or him carrying a PlayStation 2. Or there's those pictures of him and like young Bronny and they're just both looking at the camera, not smile. It's just the funniest thing. I He's my goat. I think he's the greatest of all time. Devlin? He's my favorite basketball player. Come on. Come on. Just Come a kid on, from Akron. Just, just Ohio. Yeah. My like the greatest athletes ever, in my opinion, are LeBron and Jake and Logan Paul. I see people saying that LeBron. Okay. <laughs> I, I see people saying LeBron is that was good. I see people saying LeBron is one of the be only homeless goats. Like they're like Cleveland can't claim him, Miami can't claim him, and LA can't claim him. Chicago can definitely claim yes, Michael. Yes, of course. Tampa can Tampa and New England both claim Tom Brady? No, no. Who claims him? New England. New England? Yeah. It kind of feels that way. His his Tampa career wouldn't be a Hall of Fame chapter, but you could separate three it just of It, like, cemented it. It was just like, oh, yeah, he just went to another team and also won a Super Bowl there. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Who are the other goats in the world? Ireland gets McGregor. Tiger. Tiger. Easiest goat of all. Tiger is, Tiger is LeBron. Tiger is what everyone should have expected to happen to LeBron. Because Tiger was a lot of the same. He came on the scene and everyone's like, this kid's insane. Except for like the Blue Bloods. 
and they were like, you're going to find out, and then they did. And that, that was a little bit of the same with LeBron. Tiger's the closest look we get to like a LeBron in another sport, and it's exactly what you would figure. It's like rising child stars. They can't handle the pressure, and Tiger, frankly, couldn't handle it. I mean, we've all heard the voicemails of him, and he's like, ah, you, ah, you know, talking about his ex-wife. We, we have too much intimate knowledge of Tiger, by the way. No, it's for sure. stuff that should stay private. But he couldn't handle it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like. It feels like LeBron handled it. Tom Tom Brady's out now. LeBron's nearing it. Like, is there is there anybody in sport? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I guess, is the closest oh. of all sports to say like hey. goat talk anymore. Yes, if Patrick Mahomes, which is I, good, I think it's I, a good thing. We have I too think, many people that are goats. I, yeah, and that's fair. I think number of championships is an overest is a over. I think that's an overvalued thing. I don't really like the number of championships because it's team sports. It's silly. Yeah, true. But everyone talks about MJ, and that's really like downplaying Rodman and Pippen and their roles. Like mm. they were, those guys were absolute dogs. Um, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, but Patrick Mahomes. If you have eyeballs, what are you talking about? Mm. Like everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers and the arm talent, and I get it. Patrick Mahomes is already like toppling Aaron Rodgers from talent. Yeah, mm. and then Tom Brady, I get it. Is the Tom Brady just won so many championships, and he's a mentally ill man. We all know this. He's mentally ill for success. I think Patrick's Patrick's just up there. We'll mm. see. Only we really have to wait ten years to even have that conversation. I've, I've heard too. I heard this argument. We'll go to break after this. Uh, I heard that once LeBron's at forty thousand points, because he'll, he'll more than likely get to forty thousand points. Yeah. Uh, there's zero conversation. They, like, nobody's going to touch 40,000 points for a long time. For a long, long time. Will it happen one day again? Absolutely. But probably won't. Probably won't. So, we need to run to a break. When we come back, Blake Lovell of the Southeastern 14, he will join us talking some college basketball. whole lot more on the other side here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. Starting to pick up right on schedule here on the South Loop. Uh, 40 East already a little bit heavy at Fessler's headed out towards Donaldson, the airport. 24 looks good as you slide into Rutherford County, just radar a little bit earlier on 24, not just in Rutherford County, but in Coffee County and out there in the Mount Juliet area as well. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee, edibles, flowers, concentrates. They're online for your order at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at tlinenash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. 
With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss, Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She oh, knows, she's she oh, knows, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she she's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. We have a wind advisory from midnight till noon Thursday. This afternoon is going to be mostly cloudy, high 66. Cloud becoming breezy tonight with widespread showers developing. Could be a thunderstorm as well, the low 54. Utilizing the resources of the Willabung Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch. Let it die, I say. Twitter is down. We can't share our feed. So if you're tuning in on the airwaves or maybe you like watching it through the stream, it's not letting us share it. Are now we I actually say, on? I don't even know. <laughs> I say let Twitter die because I would love a reset of 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 like the the tech social media market because I feel like we would start on grounds. Obviously, like people, the bigger names like Pat McAfee would instantly get to a million followers on a new platform. But I really like I really feel like we could lay a foundation on a new one. So I, I want to see Twitter burn. What was the what was the the site? It was an app that you could only use around college campuses. That was like yik a yik yak. Yeah, they should bring that back. That was crazy. It I, was crazy. It was. It abs- actually shouldn't bring it back. If now you, I think about it, as I think it, I think it does through. exist. I think it still exists. Oh wow! It got in trouble because the whole um, it was the Missouri football team and their race relations oh, had, were a big right. issue, and then people kept posting on yik yak, which is they think is anonymous, by the way. They were posting, like, I'm going to go commit violence against African-American people. And then they would get arrested. And then Yik Yak was like, well, I guess we can't do this anymore. And then they shut the app down for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happened. My buddy, a very good buddy of mine, you know him. I'll tell you off air. But he posted, I have so much homework, I'm going to jump off a building on Yik Yak. <laughs> and Jeez. the very next day at practice, they grabbed him, made him miss practice, go to a counselor, and then he had to go visit this counselor two times a week every day. And, like, he was like, that was just a joke. And they, like, wouldn't believe him. They were like – and they were mad at him, too. They were, like, scolding him. 
and send him to a counselor, which is how ironic. you don't handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Golly, there's a story for you. Uh, hey, let's change the subject up. Let's talk some college basketball. Good buddy of the show, former host here on Nashville Sports Radio as well. I never mentioned that enough, but always a real big brain. Brain just, I mean, outside. it's outside of the room. He's so so smart. The managing editor for Southeastern14.com, Blake Lovell. You can follow him on Twitter at TheBlakeLovell. Blake, how are you doing today, buddy? Uh-oh. Do we have Blake? It. Twitter's could he <laughs> could it be muted on his side or our side who knows we may have to call Blake and try to do it that way I know he's in I can I see Blake inside of the zoom call but I do not know if he's We're dealing with in. what Mike Vrabel was doing why is is are we being is this the balloon <laughs> is the balloon ruining all communications I'll now? tell you what it shows you how how easy it is to like <laughs> shut down our normal means for communication how like easy it is for like I'm not saying it's going to happen but if the United States was ever invaded <laughs> oh, how easy it would be to shut down our society <laughs> what was uh what was it they Wolverines right in Red Dawn did you ever watch that movie no I've never seen Red Patrick Dawn I've Swayze? seen clips of it yeah the old Red Dawn yeah and yeah. then they did it with Josh Peck yeah that was silly yeah that won't I mean they and it was uh Thor Thor was in it as well that was the other person <laughs> that was in that one uh we're stalling now as uh Devlin's putting on Blake Lovell. You know, it is. Sometimes you just got to go back to the old ways, you know? We're, we do the Zooms and we do person. all the different little calls and things, but sometimes just the old phone line is the way you got to go. And now I believe we have Blake Lovell. Blake, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing well, guys. Uh, I was going to make a joke about Forever March, Zach, but uh, that one flew the, <laughs> it flew like, you know, a minute ago. That, that joke's done now. I can't <laughs> use it anymore. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh one of those things that, you know, I it was probably hilarious, Blake. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a laugh just because I know it was funny. <laughs> it it yeah. was great. Like it was something about the ratings of Forever March, but again, it just it doesn't work out. They so. could not have been lower. I mean, that is the yeah. real truth. If the, that's the sad clown in the room. Uh all right. <laughs> let's let's talk some college basketball. Uh world of college basketball right now. It, where where do we stand heading towards March right now, Blake? It's I mean it feels like you can now that football is almost completely on the back burner with the Super Bowl being this Sunday. What is your vibe on this college basketball season? It feels like people are starting to ramp up. I'm starting to see a lot of it, especially on the betting side right now. What has been your vibe of just kind of monitoring all of college basketball as we're getting closer to March? Yeah, I mean I think there's you know there there seems to be a pretty clear line of teams at the top. Um, but I think what we have quickly realized is even the teams behind those top several teams, you know, whether it's Purdue or Alabama or Houston or Kansas or, you know, teams like that, I think it's the teams behind them, let's say the next eight to 10 teams don't feel like they're that far away. Um, and so I think, you know, we always go into the, this part of the year talking about, right. I mean, it's like anybody can win it. But I think this year is a very interesting scenario because you've just got a lot of teams that um, feel very grouped together again outside of maybe a Purdue a, a Houston and Alabama teams like that but I think that's what sort of stood out the most is there's you know beyond just those teams I don't think there's anyone that's just that dominant that you put them in a, a 5-12 game or a you know a 3-14 game and it's the wrong matchup and they can't get beat so I feel like that's sort of where we are entering this this stretch in February. 
A lot of host of SEC games currently that's going to be happening tonight. One, obviously, that's going to be happening down the road. Tennessee and Vanderbilt going back up at it again. This is Vanderbilt getting them on home court. I know the line has Tennessee at minus 10.5, but it seems like Tennessee's been playing teams a whole lot closer as of late, especially going back to Auburn, which I think they were a nine-and-a-half point favorite at home in that one, and Auburn able to – they still lost, but they, they were inside that nine-and-a-half. Where are your thoughts on that game tonight? Well, I feel like the last time we talked, I said, just just watch. This thing's going to be close because it's just how it works with, with Vanderbilt. And, you know, since then, they, they've made me question that a little bit in terms of a 57-point loss to Alabama last week. And <laughs> I don't know if you can still use the – the same arguments uh, necessarily if Tennessee's playing well, then, you know, maybe they do win this going away by 15 plus, but the, the problem with that becomes Tennessee's offense uh, to be able to do that. Tennessee's got to score consistently. And I don't know right now if there's a lot of trust in that, because you're talking about a team that's combined to score 100 points in their last two games. They scored 54 against Florida, 46 against Auburn. Uh, obviously one's a win, one's a loss. And, What's interesting about that as well, right, is one's a win and one's a loss. Like Tennessee won a game scoring 46 points. Um, that's because they're they're so good on defense. They're a historically good defensive team. So I think that becomes the issue for Vanderbilt. Not necessarily, you know, I don't think Tennessee's going to have to hit the 80-something point mark to win this game because I think their defense will be good enough to slow down this Vanderbilt team, and they, they typically play well in Nashville, as we know, because it becomes a – a home game for them, given, I think, the state of where Vanderbilt's at as a program. But um, maybe it is more interesting than we think. But I just, boy, Tennessee loses this one. Time to hit the panic button for the balls. Panic button in what regard? Like, Rick, like well, Rick, you got to go? <laughs> I mean, no. Panic button for this season, I think, yeah. has to be hit if they lose this game. Because it's like, and especially if they don't play. I think maybe even if they win the game, and I sure, hopefully it's not going to be 46 to 43. I don't think so. But like if they win a game where they just can't score again, and let's say they just, you know, make a few baskets down the stretch, went by five or seven or something, and they put up 58 points, like then I think it's still maybe not full panic button, but your, your hands going down. Like it's, it's getting there because this is a team, you know, like it or not, like the aspirations have to be to win a national championship because you're a top five team. Um, you know, somewhere in there. Can but you, I think if, if that's where you are, that, that's the expectation, right? You have to get to the Final Four. So, like. Can you expand on Tennessee's struggles offensively? What is it? Are they just not knocking down the shots they usually hit? Is it their take? Like, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe they're like a, a slow possession team where the at least these past few games where the clock's just kind of not playing into a favor of a 70-point game. I, I'm not entirely sure what to expect tonight. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's hard to know when a team's coming off of shooting 9.5% from the three-point line and still winning the game. Again, <laughs> um, that's, that's important to point out. They, they still won. Yeah, um, shooting that percentage. So, I mean, I wish I had the full answer because I think it's the same question that Tennessee fans have asked over the years when they find themselves in these spots under Rick Barnes. And, you know, I, I don't know. Is it a Rick Barnes thing? Is there something they do? Um, you know, maybe their offense – the way they start a game or way they finish a game is different. You know, do they do different things to try to, you know, I don't know. Do they get conservative? Like there's so many different questions you can ask about this team, but I just think it's kind of a fascinating thing where for some reason they hit these stretches where they just cannot hit shots. And, you know, offensively 
you can I think you can make the claim offensively that some of these guys are playing above maybe, you know, look, all these guys defensively. I put the stat out there the other day. Tennessee has, if you look at individual defensive ratings in the SEC, Tennessee this season has the top four. Four guys individually are the top four defensive players in the league if you just look at the advanced ratings. Like that is, again, historical. Like we're talking, we've never seen that before. So is it just you have so many great defensive guys? That's their specialty. That's what they do well. They all mesh well together from a defensive standpoint. And maybe, again, some of these guys at times have played above what maybe their ceiling is offensively. And maybe that's what Tennessee's running into now as they play some of these better defensive teams. Florida and Auburn, two of the best defensive teams in the country. So you run into two teams like this, maybe that just starts to show where you're not hitting shots, you can't find other ways to score. And I just think, you know, if that three-point element's not there, which for Tennessee, it's been off and on, um, that removes an equation from the game that's so important and so I don't know the answer, but I think it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things. Blake, what do you think about uh, Jerry Stackhouse searching up his name on Twitter, watching every show, and if they disagree with him, he blocks or unfollows them, as he did with oh, myself. Boy. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> got to be I careful what you say, Blake. you gotta pray, you got to really You're preface next. this. You're on the chopping block, baby. <laughs> I, I did see this the other day, and I, I, I would lie if I said I didn't have a bit of a smirk on my face when I, I saw this on Bruno's Thursday, but <laughs> – um, Why my downfall? Is I, that funny? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, and I honestly don't know how this came across because I'm looking at it now. I, do I not follow you? Okay, Bruno is getting a follow. Right? I, it's an okay to follow people. What's is Twitter down? Twitter's, Twitter's down. down. Twitter's down yeah, right now. Okay, don't worry right. about it. Yeah. Okay. I tried I, I tagging you like 40 times just to get our numbers. Up okay. And we can do it. I thought I blocked Bruno or something, so I, I wasn't <laughs> sure. But um, I, I mean. I don't know what's going on here, guys. You, you I mean, this is, um, again, the, the state of the program right now is interesting, as we know. And I don't, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, I'm talking about this the other day, and it's like, you know, we're recapping all the games we usually do. And we get to the Vanderbilt Ole Miss game, and it's like, well, on the, the positive note, right, you just you came from a 57-point loss to winning a game. It, it, that in and of itself is great. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what is what gets you excited about Vanderbilt basketball right now? Like, that's the question I don't know that anyone can answer with full confidence because I think, you know, again, and you can talk about the Stackhouse equation, you can talk about all these other different things, but it's just what is it that is going to push them back to being a team that is in the, the upper echelon of the SEC year in and year out? And, and I don't have the answers to that right now, and I don't know who could possibly with confidence answer that and say, here is the method that they are using or they're going to be able to use to outperform Alabama, Tennessee, Auburn, maybe Kentucky at this point, um, Arkansas, Missouri is on the rise, as we know, Florida getting there, Mississippi State, I think, is getting better. You know, as we look at the coaching roster and all these things moving forward, transfers, ability to get freshmen, which Stackhouse has done a good job of, don't get me wrong, but what is going to be the thing you know, that catapults Vanderbilt back to being a, a program year in and year out that can, can be on the NCAA tournament bubble. I don't know what that answer is right now. And I know this kind of took the question in, in a different direction, but, like, mm. that's part of the, the, the equation is where the, the, the confidence level from the fans right now. Is it there? Of course it isn't. Um, and that's what I think they have to prove down the stretch here is to see can they do something that will get people excited heading into the off season, And if, if he's back, 
heading into next season? What is it they can do to get people excited? Because right now, maybe it's a win over Tennessee tonight, guys. Like Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the launching point. But I don't know what it is right now. Talking with Blake Lovell. You can follow him on Twitter if that's still working, at Lovell, managing <laughs> editor for the Southeastern 14. I, I, one of the last tweets I saw before it went down uh, actually came from BBN. So I, I, I saw a lot of people, obviously, the loss last night against Arkansas. It, it seems like there's a lot of the blue mist out there talking about firing possibly Calipari. Is there any shot? that that happens this season because they are turning on him pretty quick. Well, I don't, I can't imagine that because of the contract. Like mm. I just, again, I gave him a lifetime contract. Let's, let's not forget that. Like they basically gave this guy a lifetime contract. And so if Kentucky's going to make that move. And I, I said this to someone earlier, it's like, if you're going to go that route and you're going to spend all that money, which I just think is, the guy has a number one recruiting class coming in next year, but it's not just the number one recruiting class. Like it is a, it is an unprecedented recruiting class, even for Kentucky standards. Like it's just, if they don't win it all next year, something's wrong. Uh, but you know what? We've been saying that year before maybe um, about Kentucky. I, I can't imagine that's the route they go in unless this team just completely falls apart down the stretch and not just misses the tournament, but misses the tournament by a considerable margin. Then I think it's, Hey, maybe the two parties come together in a back room and say, you know what, we'd like you to leave. And so let's go. maybe you help us out and go find another job. Because um, if we fire you, you know, Cal's not going to budge on that. He gets a lot of money no matter what. So um, I don't think they're firing him. But I do think this continues to get more and more strange in terms of how this could play out. Because I think the, the, the move that is going to precipitate probably the, you know, the easiest transition for both parties is if Cal takes another job. But – I don't know what that is because, you know, we talked about Texas a while, but I don't think that's Texas anymore because I think Texas is going to wind up, you know, giving the job to the interim coach. And so I just don't, I don't know that that's an an option, but maybe he goes to the NBA. Maybe he decides, you know what, I have to step away. This just isn't for me anymore. Um, He's stepping away from a lot of money if he does that. And so it's getting interesting in big blue nation. uh, They want to win it all every year and they may not make the tournament. If they play right now, they wouldn't be in the tournament. So, um, maybe it does get that crazy to where they have to make a move. It, I mean, look, I I could care less if Kentucky does well or whatever happens with Kentucky. I live for coming on air the next day after John Calipari is fired just to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. That is, I, I'm not saying I'd revel in it of a man losing his job, but uh, just to watch that whole fan base implode would be tremendous. Because the other side of it, Blake, he, he would have a job immediately if he wanted somebody. He would have another yeah. big-time job right away almost. This is what I keep telling people. It's like, Kentucky fans, it's fine for you to tell me that you think he needs to go. But I would like you to convince me who the guy is that is going to take the job, not who you want to take the job, mm-hmm. not, you know, Brad Stevens or Billy Donovan or those guys. Like, guys who are actually going to come there and take the job. Like, give me that list. And then I'm willing to listen to that conversation. But you can't just say he's got to go without any sort of idea of where they're going next. And it's like you don't just make a move to make a move, right? You make a move because you know you have someone that can come in and do as good as he's done from a talent standpoint, from a winning standpoint, whatever, or better. <laughs> like, so that's a – I mean – 
in, in Kentucky standards, maybe that pool is bigger than, you know, people would think. But in the standards of what other programs have achieved, whew, like that's, that's a lot to ask for whoever the next guy is. But, again, that, that's in Kentucky's – the ball's in their court, right, in terms of what they could do in that scenario. But it's, it could be interesting. We'll see. I'll, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, Blake, on the eve of one of the biggest weekends in sports period, who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I go with what I what I know and what I've seen. And as I, I told someone earlier, um, I've seen Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in this scenario before. Now, yes, I've also seen him a couple of years ago against the Bucs, um, but I just tend to trust him more. Uh, and, you know, you're talking, I'm saying that against an Eagles team that, just won 38 to seven and 31 to seven in the other two games, in their two playoff games. So it's like, do I really know what I'm talking about? I and mean, this is why I talk about basketball, right? <laughs> um, but like, I just, I think you, in this kind of game, to me, that feels like a toss up, take the best player, take the best unit. I think the Chiefs offense is that. Like, they have the best player. I think they have the best unit in terms of how they attack the, the Eagles. I think they actually possibly can get a running game going against the Eagles a little bit. Um, but on the other side, you know, A.J. Brown's there. and Boy, I'm opening up a can of worms, I know, for people around here, but um, he's a game-changer at any time. He can make a big play, and so I think this one will be a lot of fun, guys. Oh, Titans hell. That's, that's just what that'll be if the, the Eagles win with A.J. Brown. Trey Smith, A.J. Brown, these are all names that have fallen to the Bruno Reagan. So, <laughs> Vanderbilt beat him, baby. Uh, hey, Blake, we appreciate jumping on. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell Managing Editor for the Southeastern14.com. Thanks so much, Blake. Thanks, guys. Always good to have our weekly hit. We usually do it on Tuesdays, but had to move it over to today. Uh, Blake was, that's on me, by the way. That was not a Blake thing. That was on me. I just want everybody to understand that. Uh, we got to run to a break. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. I just want to know if our phones are working. It seems like all communications are down. <laughs> Good afternoon. It's pretty busy right now on 65, making your way south of town down into Brentwood, Franklin. Steady flow of traffic continues to, to build actually on 40 east there at 840 just before you get in uh, through Wilson County just outside of Lebanon. Uh, lots of radar to the north on 65 up into Robertson County. That's just been crazy up there for the last 12 hours. On and off, you never know if it's going to be uh, moving or not, but it's moving right now on 65 through Robertson County in both directions. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Log on to NashPainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. What we want is beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. It's not shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four great flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? 
At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOO or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. Bernard Reagan. Zach Williams. Devil McKenzie behind the board. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Did you see the video last night? After LeBron hits his shot to go over, there was the video, obviously, of you know him hitting the shot. But then there was another video that a fan was taking, worst angle at all, but it ended up being the best angle because AD completely uninterested in the fact that Jor- Jordan, whoa, LeBron hit his shot and broke broke the record. It almost looked like you could say he hated it. Yeah, I mean... He was the only one in the building that was sitting down in that moment. I don't know what's worse, in my opinion. People that immediately pull out their phones to record the moment instead of living it, or AD sitting there not impressed. That's a, that's a lame thing. Look, I get it. I get it. I understand. Everybody, I saw the post today on Twitter that was like, look at you know the Jordan, the shot, and then, and then LeBron shot, and everybody's got their phones up. That's just the world now. 
They're going to do that. No, that's fair. You're not, I, that, that's fair. A majority of people do that. And a majority of people, but I believe, are wrong in the way they do that. A majority of people are all people do that. Majority. I, yeah. I think every person in that moment in that stadium is doing that outside of maybe one person. And I think there was a photo. I think you're, somebody you're zoomed wrong. in on the one person. You're telling me you wouldn't have your phone up in that time? Probably I not. Know. I don't care. You I don't, wouldn't have your phone up. No, I don't care. Don't believe you. I don't believe you. Did I record Conor McGregor's fight? Like, I was recording myself. I wasn't recording. You're recording yourself. That's still having your phone up doing it. It's an iPad that sits there and does nothing because I'm in the media row. I wasn't there recording the fight. I'm just saying, of course I wouldn't do it. That's just not how I do do things. I've never recorded a concert I've been to. I've never done any of that. I just enjoy it. Devlin? I wouldn't either. Oh my god! Yeah, I swear. Yeah, I know. I disagree with Zach. Moment. He's like, no, you wouldn't. Oh gosh, I, I love. It. I have the. I have the hipster hipster show here today. I don't take pictures on my phone, and it's literally for the exact moment. I mean, for the exact reason Bruno was talking about. Like, I I saw it with my own eyes. I I. That's did enough it. for I y'all. Was there. I saw yeah. it. I don't need to look at it. If I saw, I can see pictures online. I was there. I saw it. If I didn't have this show, I would unironically delete my Twitter. I keep my Instagram, though, because sometimes people post nice <laughs> pictures. I don't know. <laughs> my camera roll is memes. I, I will say I, I have seen your camera roll. Yes, it is. <laughs> it like, is just that. You, uh, you've seen Devin's, that. Devlin's. You you think mine's any better? Uh, no. Devlin would. No, no. Yours isn't. <laughs> yours. That's what I'm saying. Do you think I have the most? Do you think I have pictures of my greatest family? Mo- I don't have pictures of me on there. Like, I don't have anything. Yeah, you do. You have pictures of you like. In your stances, and then it says, like, your PFF grade. What? You, you want to scroll? I have, like, over 10,000 photos on my phone. You want to scroll all the way back to 2016? <laughs> Sorry I felt accomplished. <laughs> no. Hold on. You know you have that near the top so you can send it out. Because every football season, nope. one Tennessee fan will say something to you. And, and it's, scroll, that's the reply. And I scroll back all the way back. Well, then save it in a new folder. No. Because no. it's not that big of a deal to me. I never. I have to pull it out once a year. I can scroll back that far. Another reason I wouldn't have my phone out during that moment is because I would have made it a point to be the guy that didn't have his phone out during that moment. That's real. Yeah. That's I would have made it like a point like, nope, I didn't because I'm not that guy. That's just as lame oh, that's, in my I'm, eyes. That's main character vibes right there. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you think you are. Just living in the moment. <laughs> me and LeBron connected in that moment. <laughs> See all these other people with their phones out? Those are just part of their Couldn't just, believe that. You know what? That, also what, bu- the Jordan photo, if that was in today, everybody would have their phone out too. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how it is. Not me. Yeah, they would have their phone out. They paid a hundred k for those tickets, which is a stupid in and of itself. Also, AD different uh, argument. Yeah. So AD having his head down and not caring. <laughs> no, he looked upset about it. That there was different. He looked actually upset. He wasn't just like la di da sitting on the sideline. He looked like he was like looking down. And then like then there was a video of LeBron like talking, like almost talking him up after he scores the bucket, and he's like, "Man, I'll let you know, I love you, brother. I love you." And it's like AD doesn't even care. <laughs> It's like he doesn't even care. He's right. Lakers well, fans. What want is him. what is LeBron? Gone! I mean, fair enough. But what does LeBron's life have to do with AD's life? And why does LeBron? He is mo- the reason why he has a championship. Yes. So so AD should just suck it up and and suck off suck off to LeBron every minute of every moment of his life. What if AD's going through something and the, he just couldn't get up for his boy's moment, which is a very human thing. I, it's just not. I just don't. I don't care. I don't care. Ad, if he wants to sit down and pout, he's sitting down and pouting about something. Maybe it's something genuine. Maybe it's something childish. But he—that's just how he felt in the moment. Maybe it's because they were losing. That's they enough. still lost the game. That's the thing, and I know that has to eat at LeBron somehow. Nope. 
You don't think so? Not at all. Just Everybody, cool. Him? Maybe AD for sure. I'm about to say, LeBron. definitely did that need LeBron. LeBron was to lose a three point game too. I mean, it was like a winnable game. After they lost in the post game presser with TNT, he said he was going to go home and celebrate. Oh they yeah. Just lost. Oh, I saw the video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I saw the video. I saw the video of him at the bar. It's best loss of his life. Savannah James out there hitting the toast. All right, we need to run to a break. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. They're moving this right to the side right now. People insist on staring at it on 40 East here at Church Street, slowing it down and right in the heart of downtown, both east and westbound. Traffic's already crowded uh, to the south on 65, making your way through Brentwood, Franklin, through Williamson County. A little bit of radar again this afternoon, I-40 out through Wilson County. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee, edibles, flowers, concentrates. They're online for your order at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee, tax-refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later? That's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first. First hour in the books. Second hour coming up. It looks like Twitter is back up now. So if you want to watch our Twitter feed video, Nash Sports Radio on that. They finally fixed it. Crisis is over. We're back. Communications have been restored couldn't i didn't know what to do with myself before then 
I was pretty happy. Now I'm sad. <laughs> you want to jump in in the second hour? We want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Preston making the case for another term. President Biden delivering his second State of the Union address, touting the administration's accomplishments and what he hopes to nail down in the next two years. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. ABC News senior congressional correspondent Rachel Scott. Tense moments in the chamber when the president insisted that Republicans wanted to cut Medicare and Social Security. Republicans wasted no time jumping to their feet. Several shouted no. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene got up. She was among several Republicans who shouted liar. And then the president using it as an opportunity to put Republicans on the record. Now this morning, Vice President Kamala Harris telling ABC News she hopes Democrats and Republicans can work together over the next two years. I think that there's a bit of what happened happens in that room, sadly, that it, it's about theatrics. But when you talk about the substantive work, I think we've seen some success in terms of bipartisan work. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor of Arkansas, delivering the GOP response to the president's speech. A new generation of Republican leaders are stepping up, not to be caretakers of the status quo, but to be change makers for the American people. In Turkey and Syria, the earthquake death toll now tops 11,000, making it the most deadly quake in more than a decade. Turkish President Erdogan declaring a nationwide state of emergency. LeBron James making history, becoming the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, saying after scoring his 38,382nd point before home crowd in Los Angeles. I knew when I got drafted as an 18-year-old kid that um, I could play the game of basketball and play it at a high level, even against grown men. Um, one thing I didn't know is that um, the success I would have. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whose record LeBron broke, was there to hug him after he made that shot. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You know what the Mets stand for? It's Metropolitan. Yeah, that one. Metropolitan yeah. is a flavor of ice cream, right? Neapolitan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was that real? I mean, half and half. Oh, man. You talk about throwing me off complete. <laughs> My equator is gone. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay f***ing calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the Afternoon Stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Whole lot happening. If you want to get in, 615-844-5600 here today till 6 o'clock. We want to hear from you. Last night, Preds sucked it up. We talked about it with – talked Preds, obviously, without – What was Darty. the final score? Final score, he pushed. Uh, what was it, 5-1? to one? Yeah, 5-1. to fine. one. Yeah, he pushed. So, he's not – he hasn't lost he hasn't yet, lost, yeah. but he is – yeah. Undefeated. Hasn't smelled the jaws of defeat. He tweeted yet. at me last night, too. He was like, it was a push. <laughs> uh, he, By the way, speaking of Alex Darty, he put out a tremendous tweet. Uh, I'm going to have to paraphrase it unless I can find it. Oh, no, I still have it up. He put out this tweet. There's likely hundreds of people in downtown Nashville right now that have had more shots than the Preds tonight. I mean, they were abysmal. And it is what we talked about with Alex – how they're moving forward, you know, are they going to really make a push for it? I know Matt Duchesne said, you know, this is a, it's a sprint now. We're going to be doing everything we can. And, and Alex laid it off, having to win basically 22 games uh, to, to push for that playoff spot. The way they showed up last night against the Vegas Golden Knights, not going to happen. They are now in full next year mode. Well, no, they're, I'm they're, not going to say tank, but I'm going to say that. No, they're not. I, I don't know. They're not in. They're not in like loser mode or winner mode. They're in. They're in the purgatory you never want to be in. They're in middle of the pack mode. It's so for eternity. It is so bad. It That's is the worst so place bad. you want to be as a sports fan. You want to either be at the very bottom. At least you have some optimism. Very bottom off season's your season. Very top season's your season. You're in the middle. You get none. You get none. That's where the Titans are at right now. You get none. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like for the longest time, Browns. Uh, Jaguars, Bengals, you know, these were teams for in the Texans. Texans that have been down in the lower dumps, but you can make you can make some moves up like the Bengals did. You get a you get to take a first round pick, you get Joe Burrow, you move on. So the Bills coach or Bills GM said, he's like I don't want to suck as bad as the Bengals to get their roster. Just to get beat by the by the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe you should. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe there's there's a way of losing that could be good. You got to convince your boss. 
That's what you got to do. We're losing on purpose. I think uh, there have been a few lawsuits in the <laughs> NFL for that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, and by the way, David Poyle says John Hines is still safe at his job. John Hines not going to be leaving. I don't, I don't expect that, but we'll see. Uh, talking about other bosses, the boss of the NFL, Roger Goodell went out and had his, uh, mandatory one-time talk with the media at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know what he, of all the things he could come out and talk about and say the things that he talked about refing officiating has never been better has never been better and i can only wildly disagree with whatever made-up statistic that he's being fed that things are better you don't think it is no i i think i think burden of proof's on you now i exactly and i'm gonna go through it the amount of calls that we've seen let alone just hold penalties the way t- the officials are missing things back and forth and the amount of makeup calls that we end up seeing out of that. I think you can go through a lot of games, but the most recent one is the AFC championship where there, there's a lot of calls that the, the officiating was so bad that the end of the game where it was as blatant as it could be of pa- pushing Patrick Mahomes out of bounds gets questioned because the rest of the officiating was so bad, right? Like, that was a blatant call. I, even the people that are questioning are like, no, that was a blatant call. But everything was so bad go, leading up to that moment that I got to question this. Anyway, it was the leading thing for a while. And then perfect you know, perfect timing, obviously, with Barstool and Arian Foster coming out and saying, you know, the script's written. Well, now that's been thrown to the to the absolute moon where, you know, there's three three actual groups of people now. One, thank you, Arian, for having the strength to say this, and it's real. Two, people that get the joke. Or three, I knew this all along. That's that's the three groups of people that are going to be out there. Uh, but past that, outside of the officiating off that one game, the rate at which we're seeing concussions, the rate that we're seeing people like Tua, how, I mean, we're watching Tua Tagovailoa his career is is shortening every time he goes out there, and something has to. I'll, be done I want up you. I want up you. His life, his his life force, the brain and the heart are two things you really. Well, I want to say you can't replace them because we might get there, <laughs> but yeah, it, those are things you don't mess with. And his he has had three severe brain injuries in the span of a year. Yeah, I, I think that's something that. And, and by the way, the officials are in charge of that. Officials are a part of that. So there, there's there's something more to that than just, you know, them throwing flags on the play. Um, this was the, co- the quote from uh, Goodell. Uh, I don't think it's ever – I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play – Take that out or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of potential fouls, and our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in context of that? Yes. They're not perfect, and officiating never will be. So, here's the thing. Officiating is such an overrated like topic of discussion. <laughs> the Bengals lost that game flat out because they – didn't play as well as Burrow threw two picks, right? Burrow, you, you Burrow got outperformed out by Mahomes on every every statistical category. That's why you lost the game. The call was were there some missed calls and were there some calls that should that were called that shouldn't have been called? Yep. 
Probably. But I don't think it was as I don't think I really don't think it was that egregious of a, of a day. I don't. I don't. But and mainly social media does over implode people's perceptions because I, I I mean I saw it was like two or three specific um tweets about that game where it was like look at this and it was Trey Smith it, but it was it was Trey Smith with his hand on the outside of the shoulder pad but it's a screenshot it's like oh you can't judge penalties off of screenshot and you can't judge penalty like potential penalties on slow motion like the referees are human they only see the game and the athletes are only getting faster and the game's only getting faster and you have to watch so many other things you have to watch if a lineman's going downfield plus holding plus you know face mask hands to the face i don't know there's a million things you have to look at so yeah it's it's a tough job it's just such a it, it it's really not a conversation that gets me inspired mm. be better be a better player, be a better coach, be a better team. Cause you, or you get out there like Ryan Day, and you're like, I think people were getting other targeting calls that we weren't getting. And then you get absolutely ate up by the media for being honest. So Yeah. yeah. Well, you get fined. Oh, I didn't even know that. I mean, the NFL especially. I don't know so much in college. Yeah. But I know I know for sure in the NFL, anytime somebody oh, questions criticize. their – Yeah, you criticize Joey the Bosa, Joey Bosa went on a crusade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, by and, the way, and did you frankly, see the video after that? The video uh, of him going to the 49ers game? No, frankly, I and I have to say this. Joey Bosa is a very – he seems like he doesn't have very good control of his emotions. No, he's no, not. He's For no. all the things that guy has accomplished, he is very insecure. That's yes. a fact. Yes, no, you look at uh, the video that I was talking about where he's he's going to watch his he's brother play. Yeah. He's getting heckled by somebody, and he, his, his retort to this – is I'm rich, you're broke. That was that was his whole. I mean, talk about low tier. Like, what are you doing? It's just a one guy who's a Philadelphia Eagles fan walking up, talking crap to you, and he's just. I mean, going off on a tirade about how he but has no, more if money. Joey Bosa felt secure in who he was. He looked at that guy and laugh and, and think in his head like, "I'm Joey Bosa, and you're not." Like, but he has he to not. come out. <laughs> and also, I mean, the guy. <laughs> that's what he sounds like. Like Joey Bosa. He doesn't seem like the smartest cat in the room. No. That's just being honest. Uh, other NFL news. NFL PA Executive Director DeMarie Smith uh, is calling for the end of the NFL scouting combine. So uh, his quote on this is, uh, this is his quote. Think about it. The NCAA and the NFL structure a combine during what should be every football player's what? Last semester in college. Who decided that it was a good idea to take your son and have him exclusively try out for the NFL's exclusive way of getting into the into the league? For the most part, unless you're a free agent player, you have to be invited to the combine. As soon as you show up, you have to waive all your medical rights and not only have to sit or sorry, you not only have to sit there and endure embarrassing questions and think that's and I think that's horrible. I don't want to poo-poo any of that, but would you want your son to spend hours inside of an MRI machine and then be evaluated by 32 separate team doctors who are, by the way, are only doing it for one reason? What's the reason? To decrease your draft value. Yeah, that's what the combine is. It's looking for things wrong with you. The combine is not a fun thing. I don't. I want no one to get it twisted. The combine is a few days long, and I think some positions get there earlier and leave earlier. It just depends. But you have a span of a few days there where, and the thing is, is they'll keep you there till midnight, one a.m., and then they wake you up at five or six, and you're expected to be there an hour before because you know you're dedicated to your craft or whatever. They want to see how you react at your worst. 
yeah, the whole point is to see who can operate under the most. It, it, there's nothing beneficial to going to the combine than training at your pro day. It's stupid, but agents will convince their players to do it because it's an economy and they want to have good relationships with the GMs and stuff like that. So that's that's how it goes. I mean, the agents really <laughs> don't have your best interest in mind. They want to have their own best interest in mind first, then yours, and then that re- implies personnel and gm relationships so yeah no the combine's always been a sham the combine's always been a sham senior bulls a sham that's why i'm extremely envious of anyone who can just skip it like will levis he would 100 percent lose stock well i mean it, i i've i've heard there was takes about that when you're talking about with will levis just kind of switch the subject up a little bit but i i've heard some people talking about how will levis really shouldn't have skipped the senior bowl yeah no he played terrible this year yeah, and they're like, you have to go out there and earn your right to be a first rounder. No, well, the fr- frankly, no, he doesn't. He's him and Anthony Richardson, outside of Bryce Young and CJ or C, uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Yeah, they're the next two up. No one else has separated themselves from the pack. You really think a team's going to draft anyone else but those two from the measurables? No, they don't have to. So people can go out there and criticize. I mean, look at what Joe look at the criticism Joe Thomas talks about when he refused his NFL draft invite to just the draft. He refused his draft invite. He was like, I just want to go on the boat and fish with my family. And the NFL harassed him for it. They were like, You don't care. You don't care about this league. We're you're gonna get drafted lower for this decision. He was and that's that's it's a monster. It's a machine. It's an absolute monster. Well, it's it's all public relations too for the NFL. I mean, what happens on the field is almost secondary to the NFL. No, that's 100% true. Yeah. Oh, to the business of the NFL, it might not even be fourth or fifth, quite frank, the product. But I, I've heard, I mean, that people talking about Will Levis say, you know, this was a bad move to skip all these things. No, it wasn't. Because you played so poorly in the season that your tape isn't going to be enough to suffice to you might drop a lot of value in your draft. I don't think you don't so. think you will. No, just right to the Colts and pick whatever they have like four or something. Uh, I don't know about four. I I thought he was gonna float around like the mid first round, but it could be four. No, I that's don't. what I think a lot of projections have him at right now. Is going to the Colts. Yeah, outside of obviously any trade. No, he's and he's probably gonna get drafted there, and it'd be silly to go risk his his stock. Just from a personal survivability standpoint of your own value, they're looking for I stuff. Get, wrong. I get the idea. I get. I honestly, they want him to go to. They want him to go to see if he's fake there too. They know he's fake during the season. They were. They're like, if you go out, if they're like, we want you to show up just so we can see you suck at the combine or at this. <laughs> they they want to see him suck so that they don't have to justify drafting him at four. But all the measurables have him at four. So, of course, he's not going to go. Yeah. It'd be stupid to go. Hmm. That's interesting, though, to end the scouting combine. I, I I understand that's also the NFL PA that's talking about that. I mean, it seems like it's just a story that somebody like, yeah, it's, look, we're fighting for you guys. I, I said this thing. <laughs> I don't want them to decrease your draft value either. Yeah, no. NFL, for the people at the top that make it work, the NFL really is like a good opportunity, a great lifestyle. But for most people, I mean, look at Rand Carthon. He was like, yeah, I played in the NFL for two to three years, and I knew I was just wasn't going to be able to support my life off of this. I was yeah. like, I'm not cut out for it. And that's how it is for most people. That's why I, th- I think finally I can enjoy my own careers because it's like I like the – what what's me getting to the NFL going to be fighting for my life every single day as they draft people to to replace me? Like no, nah, I just enjoy football as it is, and right now it's in the spring. 
And uh, some news also coming. Albert Breer on Twitter uh, said that he had a source. The Titans are hiring uh, Packers personnel and football admin executive Chad Brinker as their newest assistant GM. Brinker's got the incredibly diverse skill set and has been our on our future GM list in the last two years. He'll be part of a Cleveland-like model under the new GM, Rand Carthon. You say Packers? Yes. The team that is like notoriously drafted worse than the Titans? That's that's where he came from. Awesome. I love it. Well, hold on, because this is the Tim Kelly thing, right? Like he was a part of that, but he doesn't get the main blame because he wasn't calling the plays. Yeah. He wasn't calling in the draft. Yeah. So it's Good okay. Idea. We should all be excited. Diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. You gotta be careful. <laughs> Diamond in the rough. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Titans fans are just they'll. I I and I quote tweeted it immediately and was like, Garrett, this. Uh, what I say, Aaron Rodgers confirmed to the Titans this season. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it, it, the way the Titans fans look at this. They're like, oh, who is this guy? Okay, this is great. This is a great push. This is a great pick. You don't. Their know. minds made up. You'll yeah. never remember this guy's name. <laughs> Mine's made when the up. game is on, when when the new season starts next year, you won't even know this guy exists anymore. You won't find fingers to blame after whatever draft happens. You're just gonna look for it all over the place, and and you're just gonna blame either Vrabel or Carthon. Really, Vrabel's gonna get most of the blame, I think. Not from fans. I I don't know. To the Nashville is a unique market because Mike Vrabel gets no blame for anything ever. I think we might be the only show that have criticized that guy. Even the slightest bit. I'm being 100% honest. He has uh, – national media is scared of that guy. No, it, it really does kind of seem like that. No, it doesn't seem like that. It is like that. I'll tell you, too, the – what does that mean? He'll be part of a Cleveland-like model that under is new GM Rand Carthon. Hilarious. What, I is no it idea. over my head? No. It just, what does that mean? Cleveland-like model. Is that talking about, like, the run game or something? Or We're going to hire – people with charges on them i mean i'm not sure what let's give guaranteed money to sam bankman freed the guy that did that FTA. let's just start let's let's hire criminals <laughs> that's the cleveland model yeah I, I have no idea what that means if anything i would say the titans have had the i don't know i don't know what he's talking about man that one just may be a red too stupid too stupid alert i guess six one five eight four four fifty six. he also copy and pasted that tweet from the agent yeah, who from the agent text that sent it to him. Yeah, so. that was just like a it was like a boilerplate that meant to say like Titans <laughs> model, but he just it was from the Deshaun Watson trade. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. People still staring at that earlier right. 40 eastbound at Charlotte Ave. Right through the heart of downtown. 24 is increasing even more eastbound, especially out through Rutherford County. Watch for radar in Rutherford all the way into Coffee County. Uh, radar was spotted earlier in parts of Wilson County. Just to play it safe, be careful down I-40, especially there around 840. Hey, Nash Painting Services all of Middle Tennessee. you got to check them out online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. 
Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189 or online at richardcourtney.com. It's a Bill King Show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The afternoon stretch. Eventually, they'll have music beds for men. The afternoon stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. I'm I'm excited for March Madness this year. I don't know why. I really I, I actually I'll say this. I have been a not an anti March Madness person, but always felt like it's a little overhyped. It's like you're forced for some reason. But this year it it just feels good. I don't know why. I'm really I'm really getting into like looking at Lenardi's six you know, his his bracket and First four in, last four out, all that kind of stuff. Or sorry, last four in, last first four out. Uh, I'm really excited for March Madness this year. That's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. I'm gonna. I I think I'm gonna pull the whole. That was the best part of like in college when March Madness would hit was just having it like on your iPad in the middle of class. Like I'm gonna kind of relive that day. 
Maybe. I don't know. I'm that's it sucks for me because like that's when like I'm going into like just different different mindset. Mm. So yeah. I'm not gonna get to enjoy it. When I was in the XFL I had uh, tickets to the quarterfinal and well March Madness was canceled that year. Oh yeah. I was about to say, did you go? And no. then yeah, I forgot. <laughs> that was crazy. That was like a week before it all happened. I remember the ticket was like this big. I was like looking at it, I was like, This is insane. This is gonna be fun. That's, That's right. when life life was really peaking at that point. SEC tournaments coming up uh beginning of March. And that was that was where I was sitting when you first heard about everything. I remember there's a photo, it comes up now in all the I'm memories. This is the Mavericks. Well, the Mavericks, yeah, yeah. You see you see uh who's the shark? that guy mark cuban mark cuban thank he's you like on the sideline like he's like looking at his phone he's like what i remember sitting at the stadium it was uh vanderbilt georgia i think was the game that was currently going on and there was a guy across the way in a hazmat suit in the crowd i thought that was hilarious little did i know that that same night we're in the middle of the game and they said i mean it is filled with kentucky fans Filled with Kentucky fans. Could not be more. They were not playing that night. They were just there because Kentucky was showing up because how they just take over Nashville. And which I think now I think about it, that was the last SEC tournament, I think, to happen. I could be wrong on that in Nashville. They may have had another one since then. But all the same, they went over the announcement. They went over and said the tomorrow's game has been postponed. They never said it was canceled or anything. And the rain of boos that I heard in that stadium, I've never heard it be that loud. Yeah. Even at Preds games. I'm telling you, even at Preds, I never heard it so loud inside there. And it was, they were, I mean, there were some Kentucky fans right behind me because I'm down on the floor level cussing up a storm. I mean, just every swear word in the book was being said. They were saying to Malburno. I'll never no, I'll never forget. I was with my buddy Brandon and Taylor and we were just watching though. We were I mean, we probably had $1000 on the line that night and we were watching the Mavs and um I remember the shot to Mark Cuban and then it said, you know, suspended, canceled, like they're going to suspend it for the time being and I looked at my buddies and I was like, we're done. We went out to practice the next day. Um, we were because that that night with the NBA created a domino effect. Everyone followed the NBA. It was just league after league after league, and then March March Madness fell, and that was the next day in the locker room when March Madness fell. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Or it was the Big Ten tournament. It was the Big Ten tournament, and I looked at my buddies at practice. I was like, "Well, I was like, guys, like, do your best to practice. We're we're like, we're not playing." Where there's no shot we're playing. It was a Friday or something, I think, so we were about to travel, too. We were walking through, and our coaches were like, get it, get it together, guys. Get it together. And guess what? Practice. We did not finish practice. Walked in the, the thing. We got an email. It was like, you'll have a two-week vacation. You'll have a two-week vacation. We'll come back. Season will go normal. Then three days later, they were like, oh, you're done. Season suspended. You have a week. Get home. Yeah. That's, how it all That's how it all ended. It's gonna, that's gonna be forever, you know. No, We're it it's all gonna it. look back to that time. It changed everything. They, sports have never fully recovered from that moment. No, not at all, not at all. I, I don't, I don't think it has either. And quite frankly, was it worth it? That's a question everyone has to ask themselves. My mom is a nurse. She worked uh, as the what it, what it, they call themselves first responders, and she she was you know it was bad. Like they just didn't have room in the hospitals. She was like, there are people in the hallway dying people are out in the hallway dying and it's bad so i don't know if the precautions were worth it or if it would have been the same regardless but you know 
Yeah. NFL that year was the only sport that well baseball played right. Remember they the had a UFC shortened season. Fought. UFC Tony, never stopped. Yeah, Tony. Well, it, I think it stopped for a little bit, but then they brought it back really fast with Ferguson. They were the first Gaethje. one back. Yeah, they were the t- first one back and the last one to stop. It was Tony Ferguson and Gaethje. Yeah, they in, came back in like Florida at some. No, it was at the Apex. I'm was it sure. at the Apex? I thought the first maybe that was the first time they were back at this place was in the Florida place. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. They were, I think they were at the Apex and there was just no one there, so you could just hear Gaethje's punches. That's right, smacking Tony. That's Ferguson. right because everybody because there was Every, somebody. All you heard was, "Oh my God!" Yeah, it like, was. You, it was DC. Somebody like after if I can't remember who it was said they heard DC what he was saying I should do. And I just started doing that. He ended up winning the fight. He was getting coached. Yeah, yeah. he was getting coached. And, and the people, the next fight, everybody was like, "Oh, I, DC was like, I got to be quiet. <laughs> I can't, I can't say all these things. Apparently, that's helping the fighters out because they can hear me in the entire in the entire place." Uh, I saw a tweet come out la- today. Actually, now I say it, it was today uh, talking about Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy has been this floating figure in the coaching hiring circle for the NFL. No, he's like John Gruden. He's exactly how John Gruden was for everything. It's like, hey, John Gruden, watch for every job opening imaginable. Yes. Uh, For some reason, Ian Rapport tweeted out that the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and there was one more team, are the best landing landing spots to hire him as an offensive coordinator. Why in the world would Eric Bieniemy leave the Kansas City Chiefs to be an offensive coordinator in another team? I saw a reply to a tweet, and it was like, well, he's never going to get credit for for what he's doing at Kansas City because of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, so he, has to, he was going to want to go somewhere else and prove it. That is the dumbest move. In co- you have to remember, coaching's a career. Coaching's a career, and it is one of the most volatile careers. So you're going to give up one of the most stable positions, a high-ranking, a, a near-executive position in, in the coaching reins, and you're going to give that up to go to a lesser situation to quote unquote prove it to who to what stupid you're stupid you're not thinking think think Washington Commanders that was the other team think why would anyone go there think use your brain I know it's not big use it I I just wonder why people would think because obviously the Titans fans want thought for sure Eric Bieniemy or Matt Nagy was coming. Because it's Twitter, here. it's not real. The yeah. thoughts that are there aren't real. Because the, there's a reason people say it on Twitter because they can't say it to people in person because it's stupid, dumb. I I just wonder if he's ever going to get a head coaching job outside of Kansas. That's City. That's a question. That's why I, that's I, I, I really question. do believe there's something in him that's like I'm just going to write. Andy reads on the last few years of his his existence as a coach. I feel like. I think that's fair to say, especially if this Super Bowl could cause Andy Reid to retire and Travis Kelsey to retire. I think that is a legitimate Jason, option. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are going to retire. That could retire after this. There have been people saying the Eagles are done so done for after this year, and they might be right. You might be right. Jerry <laughs> Jones might be right. They went all in on one year. Yeah. Cowboys are playing the long game. They're going to lose just a little bit closer each year. They're just going to mm-hmm. keep losing a little bit closer. Dax are quarterback. Yeah. yeah Dax Ezekiel Elliott's going to stay on the roster. <laughs> He's going to be the new center. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, no, I I, they, I think that if you have Andy Reid beating his former team, winning the Super Bowl, it's full circle for him. What more does Andy Reid have to prove? And I think Eric Bieniemy seeing the writing on the walls, and it's like, no, this guy's going to be leaving, and who else would take over this job besides me? Nobody. That's the real side of it. Eric Bieniemy would be the obvious hire 
for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you get to have Patrick Mahomes and whatever offense gets built around you to run it. And it's just the same system as before because you had Andy Reid has downloaded his brain, all his schematics to Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And you get to be Adam Gase with as the Peyton OC Manning. for the Broncos with Peyton Manning, uh, you know, run, calling Omaha every time because he had to change the plays. Well, Omaha is not a real call. I but. know. I just like to live in the thought that every time you heard Omaha, it was an audible because he got a call from Adam Gase and was like, oh, we're not doing it. If that. I was the old lineman, I'd be mad. I, I'd get mad at quarterbacks just doing whatever they want for no reason like if it's gonna if you're gonna say something make it make it so but hey Peyton Manning you gotta do what he says whatever he says. <laughs> yeah of course yeah. do you ever see that video of him yelling at Jeff Saturday mm-hmm. what'd you think of that have you ever seen that let me say that what where Jeff Saturday is like we need to run the ball more and Peyton's yeah. like you we'll call the plays you just block we'll call the plays yeah, that yeah. one yeah they probably needed to run the ball more and Peyton was wrong <laughs> that's what I think <laughs> they probably needed to run the ball more how many times did you have you went up to a quarterback and been like, hey, you need to do this? Never seriously. Really? I'm a soldier. No. Just say it. Just say it. But you said it. And it was kind of like, it joking. Ha, ha, ha. No, I said it joking. <laughs> no, because when I was a, when I was really young at Vanderbilt, um, the guy they wanted to start over me was still playing because he was a senior. And uh, he went up to Kyle Shermer when Kyle Shermer first started. Kyle just got nailed. Kyle got absolutely nailed. And – the guy goes up to Kyle and goes, "Hey, look out for Ralph on those wheel wa- re- wheel routes. Excuse me. Go look out for Ralph Webb on those wheel routes. Throw those." And <laughs> I would always be like, "Kyle, look out for the wheel route to Kyle, because it's there's nothing stupider than an O lineman after you're picking up the quarterback from the ground, telling him what to do." That guy <laughs> didn't last long. <laughs> Tennessee Vandy tonight basketball. B- a big hope for the win. Listen, it's no it's no secret, uh, Jerry. <laughs> I don't respect what Jerry Stackhouse does on social media. I think that's a total – I think that's such a juvenile, silly thing that this coach is doing. And I think it it, it it does push people away. It doesn't push me away from supporting the university and the players and all that. Like, I hope for a win. And I hope I hope Jerry Stackhouse takes him to the tournament and wins it one day, you know, and all the success in the world, despite how silly he acts on social media. So maybe they pull off the opposite tonight. Likely not, but maybe they do. I I, I want to start. I'm just going to say this is her stuff up just for everybody out there, but we might make a clip out of it. So there you go. I'm, I'm looking at our friend Aria Gerson uh, covers Vandy, obviously, for the Tennessee, and we're going to talk to her tomorrow uh, post Vandy Tennessee game. But uh, video came out today. There was a uh, press conference or not press conference, but a media event that uh, the ground has been broken right near the football stadium on Vanderbilt's new basketball operations center. Mm -hmm. They had their big presser about it. Is it weird that Jerry Stackhouse was not there, a part of that? No, those were the donors and the executives. Why doesn't Jerry? I mean, he's... They probably had practice for film. Coaching's an all-day event. It is, but you have the game tonight. I'm just just surprised. I would expect him to be there. When you have the the game tonight, coaches travel with the team. It's at home. Yeah, you still go to a home hotel. Mm. Uh, unless basketball does things differently, but you always you want the team to live with each other on a before game day, and that includes the coaches. So I wasn't no, I wasn't surprised I didn't see him there. I mean, I think it's a fair question. 
But yeah, also everyone in that picture is worth like a zillion jillion dollars. So <laughs> Jerry Stack, hey Jerry Stackhouse's levels is this thing. I'm not worth as much as you, bro. You make a lot more than me. They make a lot more than you. So that's why they're in the picture. Yeah, I mean, yes, uh, there there's a lot of money in there. Um, what's what's the what's the Vanderbilt Commodore's name? I don't even know. I don't even know the mascot's name. Mr. C. Is it, that's what it is, mm-hmm. Mr. C? Yeah, yeah I, I, not a fan. A lot of people just assume that I'm this fan. Not a fan. Don't follow it. I'm a fan, and I'm, I'm a, I'm more of a prisoner than a fan. That's what <laughs> I am. More of a prisoner to my own stupid mindset. Do you like the ten and a half with Vandy? Oh, I love it. I love the Vanderbilt money line. <laughs> that's that's insane. That's insane. That's yeah. you are a prisoner. Yeah, I know. I know. You're a prisoner. You're I a know. Prisoner. <laughs> he is a prisoner for sure. <laughs> Let him out. Somebody. He needs help. <laughs> also, RIP our headphone lo- users right now. <laughs> Whatever. Stop. Can we stop talking about I'm a prisoner to Vanderbilt? I can't help it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the showboats, though, right around the corner. You get to be a new prisoner to them. Yeah. No, for real. At least it's that's always hey frankly I've already that's gonna suck in its own in its own way, <laughs> but it is super fun just letting the ego flow out and just frankly because I know what's gonna happen I'm gonna get there and half of the people are gonna be like uh I I, I train hard I don't train as hard as these younger guys though because I'm working I'm doing the judo stuff and I'm doing this but I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna probably play better than a lot of people and if I don't they'll cut me and if I get cut. I'm just right back here. It's like I never left. So, whatever. There we go. All right. If you want to jump in, final segment coming up, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents around town still getting some attention. One over in Bordeaux, 2000 block of Hamilton Road, Bradley Parkway near Centennial Boulevard. We saw some flashing lights there just a couple of minutes ago. That one had some injuries at Aerospace Way at Murfreesboro Pike there in Hermitage. It's increasing even more to the south on 65 down through Brentwood. Hey, Nash Painting Services, all of Middle Tennessee. Check out their ratings. They're awesome. They're online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet... You could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. 
Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Grizz Nation. Make some big Memphis noise and don't miss your Grizzlies this Friday at 7 as they battle the Minnesota Timberwolves for their annual HBCU night celebrating Black History Month presented by Pinnacle Financial Partners. Arrive early as the first 5,000 fans will receive a Grizzlies scarf. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets by calling 901-888-HOOP or shop online at grizzlies.com. From Middle Tennessee's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, Nashville Sports Radio. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. We have a wind advisory from midnight till noon Thursday. This afternoon is going to be mostly cloudy, high 66. Cloud becoming breezy tonight with widespread showers developing. Could be a thunderstorm as well, below 54. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. What's great about bowling is you can bowl well into your latter years. Even now, I get that thing you sit it on and it rolls down, and I get the bumper guards on the side. I think that's probably the only way you can beat Zach. See, I, I didn't mean I heard you. I, I, I didn't mean that. I, I know a soldier. That's okay. I didn't mean that. You got a two-piece coming with a biscuit. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The Afternoon Stretch. It's a radio show. Final segment, The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Side Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. If you want to get in, 615-844-5600. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love it if you called in. That'd be fun. Felt like I started sounding like Bob Ross there for a little bit. Just a happy little bush. We're going to put this bush right here. It's going to be our secret. Nobody has to know but us. 615-844-5600. All right. It is February 8th, and it is time for us to find out what happened today in sports history. Today in sports history. Always starting from the beginning of history. And on this day, sports started in 1908. And I'm not even sure what the uh, soccer. Boo. Willie Willy Hymiana. Soccer team forms in Wurt, Netherlands. <laughs> I wonder how Wurt, Netherlands is this time of year. Might be able to find a direct flight. Probably pretty cold. Yeah, no, it would be. Uh, let's see. The NFL had this for the first time ever. In 1936. The, the Unified Super Bowl? No. I don't know. Devlin McKenzie? I don't know. I mean, can we throw a guess out? Kickoff? No. Thank you, Bruno. You're at least trying. Devlin's just, I don't know. <laughs> Coin toss. Co- that's a good one. That's like a that great guess. one. That's a great one. No. The NFL had its first draft 
1936. Oh. <laughs> 1936, you get your call, and they're like, hey, we drafted you. And you're like, oh, no. And they're like, for the NFL, for the NFL, for the NFL, not for the Army. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Mom, they drafted me. What service? The NFL? <laughs> Jay Burwanger or Burwanger. From University of Chicago, first pick by who do you think the first pick by was? This team still exists. Uh, Chicago Bears. No. Uh, Green Bay Packers. No. No. Kansas City Chiefs. Closer. Gosh. Denver Broncos. No, they didn't exist. Closer the wrong way. Yeah. Tennessee. Uh, no. That's not a thing. Uh, Houston <laughs> Titans. Tennessee Titans nope. right there. Nope, they weren't. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, see, I was gonna what say that. Oh. Right. I wonder if they had the noise back then. <laughs> it was like actually someone playing a xylophone the whole time. Just <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, oh man, some of these, some of these really suck. You know what I mean? Uh, Nineteen forty-five. Paul Brown agrees to coach the new American Football Expansion Team in Cleveland, which would later be named the Cleveland Browns after their coach. Oh wow! I didn't know that's what they're named after. Did you know that about Paul Brown? It's really too bad. That that's a team. <laughs> wait, wait. That's the team name or just, just that it exists? It's a team. Just that it's a team. It's a they team. Yeah, they probably do regret like going to Cleveland. Just at all. 1960, Boston Celtic Bill Russell, who just got a uh, documentary on Netflix, just came out. Free plug. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I did. I saw of it, but did hey, not I'm see glad it. Bill Russell was the winningest all-time dude of all time. It, no uh, one talks w- about it. Yeah, well, well obviously, <laughs> like, he obviously didn't live in a very exciting life. So good for him. Uh, well, you listen to some of the stories. He did live a pretty exciting life, but that, yeah. okay, then people. Yeah, oh no, there's things. Him. It was just so far away that it's like easy to forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, watch that documentary. You might think it's really fascinating. 1960, Boston Celtic Bill Russell becomes the first NBA. NBA-er, I don't even know if that's a word, with 50 rebounds. He had 51 that year. That year? Yep. 51. 51. It's a reason why he scored 100 points in the game. (laughs) It's a reason why he did these things. He was giant compared to every other NBA player right then. Yeah. He was just, he was, yeah. Uh, 1963, the AFL's Dallas Texans become this team. Let's try, let's try another trivia for you. Who who was the Dallas Texans, and who did they become? Mavericks. <laughs> the AFL. Astros. Hey man, stop naming non-football teams. <laughs> Dallas Mavericks of the, the AFL. AFL. You hear AFL and you just go to you went to basketball. Yep. So they they didn't become the Cowboys. Hmm. I thought it was obvious. I was joking. I have no idea now. I thought it was the Cowboys. No, no, no. You just heard Dallas, so you all just assume. That's why it's fun. Wow. Fun for you. Yeah, I actually knew this, though. No, you didn't. No, 100%. Nope. You'll know why once you know the answer. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs? There you go. Mm. That's that's 100% it. Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, From the Dallas Texans, they become the Kansas City Chiefs. Now in the Super Bowl this year. Dallas Texans or Dallas Mavericks? Dallas Texans. Dallas Mavericks is just what he said for... (laughs) I'm so confused. I don't know what he was doing, man. (laughs) Devlin Devlin was out there throwing little mines on the ground, you know, like a sweeper. Minesweeper. 
let's see. Let's get a little bit up into the future. Uh, I guess still technically the past, though. Um, hmm. 1983, baseball orders Mickey Mantle to sever ties with Claridge Casino. <laughs> That one, the you know how sick it would be if some athlete signed a current athlete signed a casino deal and his league just was like, you idiot. Only we're allowed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is really. Hey, I'm starting to really like like just sit sit down and let it marinate in your thoughts. They say it's it's obvious. Of course, obviously, a player can't sign a deal with a betting institution because that infringes on the integrity of the game. Then why does the entire league get to do it? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to makes me at zero all. zero sense. That, now, I'm, I, I never thought about it like for more than a quarter second, so it, it is... That's going to change, too, I believe. It has to. Yeah. And you know why? Because they're like, here you go, league, here's a billion jillion... From a million dollars. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, the integrity of the game. <laughs> We're not doing anything weird with this. Uh, 1986, this man of the Atlanta Hawks wins the NBA Slam Dunk Contest at only 5'7". Who is that? Devlin knows this one. I saw his face. He likes my eyes. He's like, yeah, I know this one. 86? And he was 5'7". He was... He I, don't, I don't know anyone that played in 86. Do I know this guy? I don't know. You've probably heard the name. You've had to have heard the name just because it's such an oddity. Five Devlin, seven. who was it? Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Nope. Never I heard would, of Spud I Webb. Ne- I would never heard of Spud Webb. 5'7 out there winning dunk contests. That's cool. That was back when the dunk contest probably was really mattered. Oh, it was really big. It was really big. Yeah. No. I, I think the dunk contest only became, like, in the last 10 years, not really to matter. Yeah. After yeah. Blake Griffin, I think it just died It, it kind of feels like it. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. 1991, Roger Clemens. Signs record $5.3 million per year Red Sox contract. <laughs> Whoa, that's so much money. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> it is. I'll take it right now. Give me, not, give me, give me, give me. Not Aaron Judge Here's money. a not sports history, uh, but for some reason has, has snaked its way into this. 1994, Jack Nicholson uses a golf club to attack a car. <laughs> They need, the more of those. they need more of those in there. That's a good history <laughs> fact. I like that one. Uh, 1998, 48th NBA All-Star Game, Madison Square Garden. The East beats the West 135 to 114. The MVP of that one is, of course, the great Michael Jordan. He was probably trying super hard out there. Yeah. No, that was because that was when he was up against Kobe. Mm-hmm. That was when Kobe had just came in, I believe, or at that time, was when he was just in the league uh, as a rookie. And that was like, you watch in the last dance, they talk about that, how, how those two, I believe that's what that was, uh, during that time. Uh, and the rest of these are nothing. There's really, there's really nothing else that are, you know, NFL pro bowl odds, things like that. Let's switch over now because it's time to make you a little money. Now, it's time to make money off of other people playing sports. Because taking gambling advice from a guy named Bruno isn't shady at all. This is Bruno's Bets. Tennessee Vanderbilt edition, and this is Zach's picks. Just giving you Zach's picks here. I've racked my brain looking over this and where I think you should, where I should take these picks. One has been very obvious to me. 
I think Tennessee wins this game. I think they win the game. And Tennessee has been underwhelming in their wins lately. We even talked about it with Blake, obviously. Uh, I love the line tonight. Over under 134.5. I want the under. Taking the under, I think it's going to be another one just smooth, easy. Tennessee dominating defense. Vandy not showing up. Tennessee also not showing up, probably. Their offense just sucks. They don't have the guy. They don't have a guy who go out there and just get you 30. It's not going to happen. Which is crazy why they rank so high, if that's the case. Good defense. They're really good defense. Yeah, that's going to carry you to March. Well, they'll go to March. They're going to show up in March. They'll be there. They will be around. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you already know. I put a hundred on the doors. <laughs> I don't listen. Is Which it the s- odds went down. I know. <laughs> Which is crazy. They were plus four hundred. And in the time that we you put that up, they're plus three sixty now. Yeah, I got it at three seventy five, so hey, there's something and the, the spread went down too. It's nine and a half now. Listen. Is this a stupid bet? Yes, it is. One hundred percent this is stupid. Is it an emotional bet? Yes. Do emotional bets win? Do stupid bets win? No and no. But is it gambling? So anything can happen. Yes. Give me the doors. Doors on the money line. I might laugh all the way to the bank tonight. What do I what what do I do with four hundred bucks, Zach? What do I do? We roll it into the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's such a good idea. That is such a good idea, Zach. And it'll be tomorrow. Because yes. tomorrow, in the second hour of the show, guess what we're talking? I'll bet. Super Bowl props the whole way through. I'll gamble all that money. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking like a man who has a contract coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Devil, what do you like on that pick? Are you staying away from this game? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay away. Because there is a chance that Vanderbilt could win, and I don't want to take Vanderbilt to win the game. I'm terrified of it, but I'm not going to take anything. Mm. I love it. I love Jerry Stackhouse. Um, follow me on Twitter. I blocked him, but I still put money on my boys because it's not a roll. You should tag him in the tweet and say, <laughs> oh, he can't even see if it, you so. hate me, I still love you. No. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> oh, who cares? It's not like, oh, you never lied on Twitter before? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I put on there is Time true. to fact check. <laughs> Everything I put on there is 100% real. Our CNN fact checker says that is not true. <laughs> All right, we are done for the day. Back tomorrow. Appreciate everybody watch, listen. However you did, we appreciate it. Remember, if nobody's told you, I love you and you matter. Have a great night. Hopefully we'll see a good game at least against Tennessee. That's what I'm hoping for. A good game. I'd love to see an actual competitive game between the state rivals. That'd be fun, right? How, how hard is that to ask? We'll see if the, the doors can do that against the balls tonight. Have a good one, everyone. See you next time.